Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18+ plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I actually got the DM off. I can't remember who it was now saying, oh, is this a change the name of the podcast? I mean, they don't talk like that, but I'm presuming that's the voice. And... <laughs> is that because of the flag that's over it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just a little joke. I think by Danny or Dan, I don't know who did it, but it's quite well, amusing. But... The fact that the flag is the exact size of the yellow blog, I just think... <laughs> yeah. Hello, welcome to the Proud to be Posh podcast. It's a mouthful though. On the TalkSport Fan Network, we've not recorded for a while. Apologies, but everything's looking good on the pitch. Coincidence? I don't know. Joining me to discuss the last 18 years is Mr. Jared. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thank you, sir. Long time no speak. How are you doing? I'm very well, very well. Glad to be back. Good. You've uh, lost your webcam since we last spoke, so I'm now currently looking at a grey silhouette figure, which... That is true. Well, my equipment has has gone down to Swanee, so yeah, this is very temporary, but I'm here. That's the main thing. Fair enough. Just one of many problems that we've tried to overcome here at the Yellowbot recently. I've also got Mr. Sam Edwards. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Timothy. How are you? I'm um, yeah, I'm I'm very well, thanks. As you said, buoyed by by Posh's performances of late. How how are things with you? Good. I I've noticed your hair is no longer or shorter than it was does your hair grow i'm starting to well we know it grows actually we saw in lockdown it does grow but um it, it's it's not nothing's changed you look exactly the same well, well i have had a haircut since we last recorded by virtue of us last recording about what feels like a year ago but uh, really it's a sore issue for me tim at the moment it's a sore issue because i think i think my hair might be not growing as quickly as it used to be and it might be starting to decelerate and then oh, recede yeah. so I've noticed the first signs of my hair growth slowing and thinning out, so I'm a bit concerned. Well, just think how much money you're going to save at the hairdressers, though. Fair point. Yeah, I'm all for it. 
Every cloud. Uh, good to be back, though. Uh, apologies to everyone for our absence. If I'm completely honest, it's not one singular reason. Uh, it's just we've all kind of had lives going on and we struggled a little bit with, with getting numbers in, but we're working on a solution. We're trying to get back to a regular uh, schedule, but apologies for the quite literal radio silence. Uh, since we've last recorded, though, get this, we've played 13 times, winning nine, drawing three and losing just the once. An incredible run of results this time, including a certain 5-0 against the lot from the south of the county. Yeah, biggest biggest ever result in that in that derby. And um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I think back to, you know, I know we beat them in the trophy, didn't we? But we kind of all, I think, yeah, regardless count, of yeah, wins, yeah. <laughs> draws kind of put that to one side. You know, I, I think back to that game at the Abbey back in, um, back in April and just how bad we were and how uncommitted we were, you know, when we we're trying to go for the playoffs and we we're on that good run at the time and just just such a lacklustre performance and, and all the things posh fans said after that game. And it's all the things that Cambridge fans were saying after this game that that happened. So it completely, you know, shoe on the other foot and, and posh were every bit as brilliant as they were awful back in, back in April, the tables completely turned such a good performance. And um, yeah, my, my brother-in-law is a Cambridge fan and, uh, I was I was pr- probably a bit kinder than I should have been, really, considering these things don't happen that often. I gave him 24 hours and then I texted him <laughs> and he was saying, I wondered when I was going to hear from you. And then I went into work on the Monday and there's a lad who sits sits opposite me and he's a Cambridge fan. And uh, and he said, morning, Sam. And I just I just held my whole hand up, all five fingers. <laughs> I've only got five spread out and just went morning. And he, he he went to nod back and then he realised what I was doing and he just put his head behind his monitor and just cracked on with his work. So it's very satisfying. Problem is, when it's five, you know, you're almost to a certain extent kind of feel sorry for him. So I feel like that's maybe why you went easy. I don't know. Maybe we don't. I'm not sure. But the thing is, Jared, it wasn't just a like a singular performance. Obviously, that's the, the highlight given the, the rivalry. But like looking at the, the particularly the last couple of weeks in, you know, in isolation and certainly this weekend against Burton, that result against Cambridge wasn't a one-off. This is a good team that is playing some some of the best football I've seen at the club in a long, long time. No, absolutely. And I think this is the way they wanted to play from the very beginning of this season. I think that's what the idea was with Darren and Fergie, you know, banging heads and, and working out how they were going to do it going forward with the young, quick, um, blowing football is what they were clearly after. And obviously having JTH up top does... It does limit that. Um, so what we were calling for, well, I know I've been saying it for a long while, of, of dropping him mm. and uh, playing, a, a, you know, in a different way before January because he's obviously going to leave. Um, that's what we've been doing, and it's it's come off the tree. I mean, the Blackpool game, like you say, Cambridge, um, some of the football we've been playing, especially going forward, has been unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting. I was going to talk about uh, JCH, but you've you've uh, segued that in quite nicely. We've we've seen this, haven't we? With with JCH starting to be phased out, he's either not been in matchday squads or he's been in matchday squads, but he's been on the bench and kind of coming on for the last uh, sort of uh, last few minutes. But we've generally seen Fergie tend to favour Ricky up front, but it seems quite fluid. Um, obviously, we saw Malik Mubsil as well uh, in the last couple of weeks. I think he's he potentially looks like he'll be a decent player once he finds a bit of fitness. It's uh it's an interesting point, but do you do you think, Jared, that come January when JCH does go, from what we've seen, do we think that we need to be dipping into the market for another striker? Or do you think the players that are there have proved over these last few weeks that actually they've got what we need already at the club? Yeah, I think all we need is there already. I mean you probably would want maybe another striker. 
uh, weight, Glenn seems to be off off the boil in regards to fitness. I think obviously Mothersill has struggled as well. So maybe you would want to replace um, replace JCH. And obviously he does bring a hell of a lot of goals, but um, it's time for him to move on. And yeah, I'm 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 not too worried. Obviously, I said earlier on in the season when we last recorded that you know I'm getting excited, but it's 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 I'm kind of trying to manage that because I know that January we're going to lose two key players but for me now the way we're playing I don't think it's going to affect us too much at all. No and I suppose the same point to you Sam there is obviously we've seen Ricky generally favoured up front. Jared mentioned Wakelin there I don't think he's an out and out striker so I don't think he's that replacement which kind of leaves a lot on on, uh, Malik's shoulders. I know we haven't seen enough yet but do you have the the confidence in the squad that we've got to, to fill that JCH gap? No, I think I think it's definitely for depth an area that they'll want to look at in January, won't they? Like Ricky J. Jones, I mean, to be fair, seeing him through the middle now, he's he's playing brilliantly and, and mm-hmm. as part of that pacey attacking lineup. And you know, look at that first goal we scored at the weekend. That's just a team in confidence playing well, and 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 Jones's touch back for Randall to finish is just just got everything about it: positioning, awareness. Um, creativity. Um, obviously, the, the 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 one thing we've seen with with Ricky J Jones over his time at Posh in the first team squad has been that slight fragility when it comes to to, to injury, um, and and hopefully he's bigger, he's stronger, he's older, he's starting to get through some of those issues. But I think you'd be wrong not to think about that and and not maybe have that contingency. So yeah, it, it probably is an area that Posh are already looking at um, because January will soon be here before we know it with the transfer window. So I would like to see them bolster that area come January, regardless of, you know, how well we are playing at the moment. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you've you, you don't want to disrupt that team and that setup that we've we've clearly got. But you you're absolutely right with with squad depth. Ricky, as we know, is 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 prone to an injury. Uh, Malik, he seems to really be struggling to find that fitness, doesn't he, at the moment? So I guess it's what type of player do we want, Sam, in terms of when we do dip into that transfer market, does a JCH type player fit into this squad now? I'm, I'm not sure that they do. No, no. It's, and again, it's obviously down to Darren, isn't it, as to whether he wants to have a, a sort of a plan B and a plan C and, and be able to switch it up and, and change things up or whether he just wants to have the depth to be able to continue doing what they're doing that's working so well and I think you know there's no doubting that Clark Harris is a f- fabulous player and has been for posh and has a cracking goals to games ratio and um but you know the, the the big sort of negative and drawback is that he isn't as mobile as posh clearly want to be and, and now having Jones through the center with that extra pace as well out wide with Poku with Mason Clark with Randall as a four you know they are gelling and they are playing well and I think Sometimes you have seen that with a hold-up player where they create the space for others, don't they, and draw defenders out and then play other people in. Um, obviously, the, the way it worked so brilliantly was with Ivan Tony, but Ivan Tony was, as well as being strong, he was quick. He could, you know, he had everything else about him, was the complete forward. Um, and, you know, look at the way Posh have played historically in the past, particularly under Darren Ferguson as well. It's been that pacey type of you know running direct through the middle causing problems so yeah he, he he might well choose to just go for for more of what he's got 
Yeah. Here's the, the run of results that we've had, Jared, since we last recorded. So, uh, beat Lincoln 2-0 at our place, 2-2 at home to Wickham. Uh, beat Port Vale away 1-0. I'll come back to that one because I want to talk about that one in a second. Uh, Blackpool away 4-2. That's a hell of a result. Uh, potentially one we'll look back at, I think, at the end of the season and, and see that as a, a huge turning point. Because since then, we went on a real run. So, beat Spurs, kids in the trophy. Uh, drew with Salford, uh, lost to Wigan, then smashed Cambridge 5-0. Uh, obviously won the FA Cup replay, uh, beat, uh, sorry, lost to Colchester in the uh, in the trophy and then uh, absolutely annihilated Burton this weekend. Out of those results, Jared, which one stands out for you as the one where you went, actually, yeah, this this team's onto something? Blackpool. That is where I really started to think, just the way we were playing, I thought every time we went forward, I thought we were going to score a goal. Mm-hmm. Again, um, Kipriani really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Front three, how we're doing with Poku, Mason Clark and, and Jones, that's been a I'd really started to see them all click. Um so yeah, although the standout result you'd argue would be Cambridge, um yeah, the Blackpool one was most impressive for me. Yeah, we don't go to places like Blackpool and win four two. I know that um that they got the red card, but actually there was a point in that game where we were um we were three 0 up, didn't we? And they pulled it back to three two and you're just thinking even with 10 men, you're thinking this is a posh defeat or draw all over and and we were professional and sort saw the game out. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that was probably the point that made most people sit up and start to to take our, our chances seriously this year. Uh, in the, the week leading up to that game, we played away at Port Vale. Um, this was three points, right? Away at Port Vale is a great result. But I just need to talk about this because this ticks every part of my negative football in brain this was quite possibly Sam the worst game of football I have ever ever seen uh, in any team now I used to referee like Sunday league football and I've genuinely seen better quality than we saw in this Port Vale game it was horrendous and yet somehow we've come out with a three points which is great right but this was just shocking from both sides yeah, I remember in the WhatsApp group on the night, because let's be honest, everyone has a WhatsApp group for absolutely every aspect of their life these days. Absolutely. And you were you were saying the same thing. So I can tell you've been wanting to get this off your chest. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> you, you were quite, quite adamant at the quality, weren't you? Or lack of. It was just awful. I mean, it was both sides. And look, I mean, we're riding a wave, so I shouldn't be focusing on the negatives. But it was Jared, you saw this. Back me up here. It was it was like neither team could could finish. It was like watching children play and not very good children at that as well, wasn't it? No, you're completely correct. It was horrendous. But again, these are the games where does it, it doesn't matter, does it? You win the game, three points, and go on to the next one. Absolutely. And another game that you subjected your your poor, long-suffering wife to, you were one of just six fans that watched us lose 1-0 away at Colchester uh, in the trophy. However, we are through to the next round. And I believe I read somewhere that we're guaranteed a home tie as well. Um, this was a young squad, Jared. Was there anyone that particularly caught your eye in this? What was, the, for all accounts, a, a rather dull game? Yeah, there was. Um, Dornerly, I think he was playing at right back. Um, he impressed me. Then you got obviously Mills on the other side. Obviously, they're the two young kids. Um, Fernandez, he wasn't really tested, but um, again, he looked does look solid. I'd quite like to see him play in the first team soon. And then um, Fuchs was back as well. Love that man. Um, yeah. Superb midfielder. And yeah, he come back to the eleven, so that was good to see as well. But again, very poor game to watch and I actually I'm not going to take the credit for watching 90 minutes because I didn't I think I turned it off 60 minutes in I'd had enough 
Yeah. Anyone that's uh, got the new edition of Football Manager will know that Harley Mills turns out to be an absolute baller. Uh, Jando Fuchs, though, Sam, uh, made his uh, sort of comeback appearance in the, the Football League trophy. Um, does he get into the starting eleven now when he gets back to match fitness? Not for me. Where would you put him? This is I mean, question, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we've, I mean, we spent much of this opening part of the of, of the pod talking about um, obviously uh, Clark Harris and, and being replaced with Ricky J Jones and, and waxing lyrical about how that that attacking lineup is looking. But for me, the real success story so far this season has been Collins and Kipriano. You know, I think so much of a successful team is based on on your midfield too depending on what formation you play, of course, you might have a midfield three, but generally, you know, they're, they're so important for you creating the the attacks and so important for you stifling them, you know, defensively. So I think, I think Kipriano and Collins have been, have been absolutely excellent. And I can see you nodding your head. I can't see Jared because he's on his phone, not on his, not on his computer, but I'm going to assume he's nodding his head as well. Cause I think probably every posh fan would be thinking that that midfield duo has just been an absolute joyous combination to watch. And, and so central to, pretty much everything we're doing well at the moment. Yeah, without question. I can't agree with you anymore, as I'm sure most of the fan base too. For me, it's Collins. Now, Kipriani, we've we've spoken highly of really since the start of the season. I think because he pushes a little bit further forward out of the two, he gets a lot more of the glory. You notice a lot more of what he's doing. But Collins and his contribution, he, he bearing in mind we lost Jack Taylor, I feel like Collins... At the moment, I would rather have Collins in my squad than Jack Taylor. And I think that says a lot about the development of this team. Because if you'd asked me the same question back in the summer, I don't think anybody would have said that. But I don't think we can underestimate just how much Collins is doing for this team. But I suppose we, we know we're likely to lose Ronnie Edwards in January, Sam. Do you think that will make any difference to Collins? Because at the moment, he's providing that he's providing that backup. He's providing that support for Edwards to allow him to do what he, he does well, which is sit on the ball for as long as possible. Do you think that a change in that back line will affect Collins or do you think he seems versatile enough that it doesn't matter who's behind him? Yeah, he looks a classy enough player, doesn't he? That he'd probably be okay. Hard for us to tell, obviously, until it happens. You'd hope not. But I think it's it's hard to probably put into to words and to quantify how reassuring it must be for someone like Collins to have Edwards there and, and mm. vice versa, really, probably. I mean, again, look at the first goal of the weekend. It comes from Edwards being progressive, looking forward, breaking through the thirds with that with that pass into um into Poku, wasn't it? Who who had the nice sort of touches away. So, you know, so much good that starts off our play is from Edwards, his calmness on the ball, his composure. And and that is going to be immensely difficult to replace and and probably irreplaceable. So it's why I think, you know, we're looking at how successful and how good Posh have been. And we're just hoping they get as many points on the board before January, because that is obviously a level of uncertainty. And that's where the sort of recruiting and the scouting and, and, and Darren's management will really come into it in terms of it being a successful season. So I think naturally and a bit nervous about that, um, how it will affect Collins. Yeah, hard hard to say. But I think um, hopefully Edwards sort of gets the fee he deserves. Because I think, again, you know, I know I've sort of shifted this from Collins to Edwards, but if you look at, I think, how Edwards has played, considering other players might well be thinking, why am I still in League One, considering mm. all the international appearances yeah. I'm getting, the fact I've got experience in the championship at a young age. And I just think he deserves so much credit for the way he's gone about this season. And that's naturally going to have rubbed off on people like Kipriano and Collins in front of him. Yeah, without a doubt. Along those kind of lines, though, Sam, looking at the... 
So the starting eleven yesterday, Bilo in goal, Kyoso, Knight, Edwards and Burrows along the back line, Kipriano and Collins in the middle, and then obviously we know the front four, Poku, Randall, Mason, Clark, Jones. Where's the weak link in that team for you at the moment? If you're an, an opposition manager, where are you looking at in that eleven? Because normally this is a question we can answer quite quickly, but this season I'm hoping that you'll take the bait and fall for the one position that I'm trying to tee up as a conversation. No, I think the, the the trouble is that there probably is, but at the moment, because of the way we're playing, we're just so confident that yeah. I think every player is sort of playing to the top of their game. I suppose if you were looking at it ultra critically, would you still have question marks about Burrows and, and trying to maybe get him at, at left back? But I think, again, he deserves real credit for the way he's sort of mm-hmm. conducting himself at left back too. So um, it, it will be fascinating to see how Stevenage go about their work on, on Tuesday night, because I'm sure that's going to be one fired up former manager and a, a team packed full of former Peterborough people and players as well. Um, and and just how they do do unpick posh. Because, you know, even the defeat of Wigan, it, it was a, a, an immense goal, wasn't there? A tremendous yeah. strike yeah, yeah, as well. So, you know, that. posh aren't being picked apart really. Um, yeah. at the moment so and I think that plays to answering the question as you just said is we, we we don't at the moment in the form we're in really have one obviously Belakovic had a bit of a dodgy moment didn't he with the one that Knight cleared off the line um, so he has got a, a moment I guess in his locker um, but I suppose it's a bit more difficult to sort of force that sometimes with a keeper they just sort of spill a easy shot or, or don't unless you sort of pepper the goal I guess or as we know Steve Evans likes to do get gets balls into the box maybe that's the way but we're just we're just really sort of red hot in form at the moment and playing on the front foot yeah so you mentioned one of the names that I was I was hoping you might fall into I guess my question is do you still have faith in Bilo do you think that come January we should be looking to replace him or do you think he deserves his spot and we just need to get behind him I think you stick Rather than twisting at the moment, unless obviously lots changes between now and January, but I think at this moment in time you stick. Is that the same for you, Jared? Yeah, I think it'd be ridiculous not to. He's twenty-one. He's not hasn't really been a starter, has he, for um, the football league club um, you know, for a full season? So for me, no, we we got to stick with him. He's we were all saying how amazing he was at the start of the season. Yes, he's had a few blunders, but again, what do you expect? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, circling back around to some positivity, though, uh, one player that we've been very critical of before that has come come good, come good in all the right ways. Uh, Joel Randall is sitting lovely in the centre there as a, an attacking mid. Um, we saw uh, yesterday, Jared, the, the, the goal that he scored. The calmness in that finish was immense. It was, it's like he's got ice running through his veins. But it's not just his finishing, and now he's starting to actually score goals. He's, he's creating, he's turned into that, clever player his decision making has improved he's confident on the ball and most things going forward now have a say through Joel Randall he's the boy come good right yeah I've been really really impressed with him in recent weeks like you say the the close ball control the intricate passing in around the 18 yard box that's what impresses me the most so yeah and if he can add finishing to to his game like he has in recent weeks then yeah maybe we'll have a play on our hands but um yeah look so I think he has had a tough start, hasn't he? Um, without a shadow of a doubt, but he seems to be the last few weeks coming together. And I think the way, again, the style, the you know, slight change of style we've had with JCH dropping out and going with uh, Jones, Haku and Mason Clark, the way we're going forward will will help that as well because it, it matches his kind of his game, doesn't it? 
How much do you think uh, Collins coming in has helped Joel? Obviously, they've played together before, and he seems to they seem to work well through that middle together. Yeah, very good point. Um, obviously, they were friends back. Was it Exeter? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's going to help. And it, I, I think the club said he had issues settling in. So yeah, if you've got someone you know and and you trust around you, then it's obviously going to going to help, isn't it? Yeah, obviously we're not going to go through every single game and break it down as we do normally. Uh, but focusing on the the game that we've just seen this weekend, Sam, it was probably it was a, a, I mean it was dominant. That, that's probably an understatement. It was one of the more dominant performances I've seen for a while. Ended up with seventy one percent possession overall. And let's be honest, there was only ever one team in this right from the start. We'll talk Stevenage uh, shortly, but this was I don't think it was a case of Burton set up wrong. It, we were just too good for this side. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes you see a team dominate like that, don't you, in terms of chances and goals, and they don't have much possession because they're quick with it, they're effective with it. And sometimes you see teams, you know, not score and not create many chances, but have like 70, 75% possession because they, but it's meaningless. So, you know, when the two combine, you can see why it can be devastating and destructive. And, you know, Burton weren't without their chances. They had a couple of, couple of opportunities, obviously Knight cleared one off the line, um, but, you know, Knight could have scored at the other end. Mason Clark should have scored that header that somehow he missed. So it probably could have ended up sort of 6-1, 7-2, something like that. You know, end-to-end game, brilliant, brilliant match. And, you know, what's that in the, in the last few games now? We've put five past Cambridge, four against Salford. I know we conceded four as well, and it was in 120 minutes. But still, um, if you focus on the positives and then and then four again at the weekend. So, you know, nine ga- nine goals in the past two home league games as well. Um yeah, it's 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 been 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 great, and you know, this game at the weekend really sort of topped it off. After you know the run we've been on, that nine-game unbeaten run that we'd not had in you know a decade, and then now sort of depending on whether you count games after ninety minutes or not, and the football league trophy or not, it's sort of one defeat in about fifteen, isn't it? So it really feels like a long time since we've been on this good a run and playing this good a football. Yeah, it all feels good. I read an interesting stat the other day that we've, in the last three games, we've scored more goals than, and then it was a list of teams across the whole season, bearing in mind most teams have played like 17, 18 games now, including one name that caught my mind was like Gillingham. So this is a high-end League Two team and we've scored more goals in the last three games than they've managed all season. I think that's just an indication of where we're at at the moment as a team in terms of going forward. And it's all incredibly positive. I say we'll talk Stevenage because that's going to have its own little uh, subplot, I'm quite sure. But in terms of the table at the moment, Bolton lead the way and they are on fire. Uh, They seem unstoppable at the moment. Pompey make up second uh, to to fill those automatic spots. Uh, They lost their first game of the season this weekend, though, and they've drawn a couple. So potentially they're in a bit of a stuttering uh, period of form. And then it's Oxford, Stevenage, Posh and Derby that make up the playoffs. And... To be honest, all four of these sides are in pretty good form. Um, Oxford, you could argue, have maybe hit a little bit of a rough patch, but they seem they're still they're still going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Um, obviously, we've all played different numbers of games, but does it change where we were at the start of the season? We all seemed quite happy with mid table. I mean, Jared, where we are now. Would mid table be a disaster? Is it? Is it? Is it got to be playoffs given how we've started the season? Um, not necessarily. I think the goal was still at the start, wasn't it? To again go back to what we used to do, um, and we've done that. So let's just see where it takes us. But now I think obviously your expect your expectations do 
change as the season goes on, doesn't it? I know I said mid-table and now I'm thinking that, do you know what, we can get top two. So, yeah, and that will naturally, um, that naturally happens, doesn't it? But I think now, with the, given the way we're playing, um, form within the team, I think top two is doable. Yeah, what about you, Sam? We're, we're two points off the top two. Uh, they have they do both have a game in hand over us, but with the form that we're in, Oxford are struggling, Pompey look like they might start struggling. Do you think there's an opening there? Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I think we did, the conversations at the start of the season were about, yeah, as Jared said, people are a bit more pessimistic, thinking we're a bit lower down. I think I said eighth, and even that's looking like, a, <laughs> you yeah. know, we're going to be well above that. And that was probably one of the more optimistic predictions that, that we went through. Um, but we did also say, didn't we, that it was sort of not really a league that had that one or two teams or three teams that you thought would, okay, they're definitely a shoe in to be up there because they're just the quality of the squads, you know, it would just be too much power for League One. You normally get at least one of them, sometimes two and, and often three, and we didn't feel it had that. And maybe that's now what we're seeing. Um, but yeah, I think Fergie just has a, a tremendous amount of credit for what he's doing with this team at the moment. Yes, there's a long way to go. We're not even halfway through yet, but absolutely exceeding expectations from a lot of fans at the start of the season. And um, yeah, they're in they're in red hot form. Yeah, here I like that. We we still need to be mindful of the fact we've been quite lucky with injuries. Um, we don't have a huge amount of squad depth, so hopefully it stays that way. But yeah, certainly it feels like we can uh, we can beat the world as it is just now. A uh, quick break, and then we will look ahead to the upcoming games. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Stevenage up next. Then on Tuesday night, we've sold out our away allocation for this uh, fourth versus fifth. They've won four of their last five games. And they're managed by a certain Steve Evans and half of their squad uh, has some sort of affiliation to Peter in some way, it feels like, when you look at their starting lineup. Um, this promises, Jared, to be quite a, a spicy affair. What sort of game do you think we should expect? Will it be open and flowing or quite tight and compact? Well, I think that's what makes it fun because they will be tight and compact and we'll try and be that flowing team, won't we? So I think it'll be... It'll be a brilliant game. I can't wait for it. Um, say what you like about Evans. He does what he does, doesn't he? Uh, and he's very good at what he does. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think it will be a bit rough. I can see probably uh, there's, there's certainly be a few cards, won't there? Yeah. Um, but uh, this will this will give us a bit of an idea of where we are at because, yeah, get a point and I'd, I'd, I'd more than take it. So, yeah, as long as we don't get turned over, I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, I do feel for the referee for this one, not just because of the, the, the feistiness that we like to see on the pitch, but let's be honest, both managers have got a history of uh, getting in the referee's ear, haven't they? So I do hope we've got a, a strong official for this one. Uh, Sam, it will be uh, a clash of styles, ultimately. 
Um, what would you would you change anything? Would you keep that starting eleven? How would you approach this if you're you're Fergie? No, I think I think both teams will probably go about it their own way, won't they? And how they go about it? I mean, Stevenage are on a on a great run, sort of in all competitions, winning winning six in a row, four in a row in the league, and sort of six unbeaten. And uh, and yeah, I think they've they've done a tremendous job. I saw a stat the other day about this time now, this year, compared to this time in 2022, who were the biggest climbers in the Football League. Ipswich were first and Stevenage were second. So, you know, they really have risen and they've held their own now. You know, there's a couple of times when they maybe look like like wobble and they've picked back up again. So they're clearly a strong side this season. Um, But I think they'll probably be um, wanting to play their way and Posh will be wanting to play Posh's way and, and get the ball down and 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 really go at them. So it's a it's fasc- a fascinating one. Obviously, it's kind of a not not a sort of local rivalry. You'd never badge it as that, but it's not a million miles away, which is why Posh are obviously taking quite a lot. Um, mm. Sold out in a small ground. Stevens will probably sell theirs out as well. The whole ground um, will be sold out, and you'd expect, and it will be a cracking atmosphere on a Tuesday night. So really really looking forward to the game that clash of stars as you said two teams in form fourth v fifth it's just got everything about it for a for a sort of a midweek humdinger so um yeah nil nil coming yeah i was just gonna say thank you at nil nil i mean steve uh, evans will keep this tight so i'm not expecting a, a lot of goals personally um but yeah Ev- i mean we know that evans will will, will will play this will try to play this his way which is going to be the um uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not Posh can, can battle that. And then, uh, talking to former managers, uh, next Saturday, home in the FA Cup second round uh, against a certain Grant McCann's Doncaster Rovers. So it's the week of former managers. Um, Jared, this is, I mean, it's quite an uninspiring cup tie, let's be honest, isn't it? If it wasn't for the fact there was McCann versus Ferguson, this would be a bit of a, a dull fixture that we weren't particularly looking forward to. But as it is, it's got a bit more of a subplot. Are you looking forward to this one? Yeah, I think early rounds of the cup, um, whatever cup competition it is, it's no one really gets excited, do they? But again, cast your mind back to when we played Man City at home, everyone was absolutely buzzing. So to get them fixtures, you've got to get through these, haven't you? So yeah, it's slightly more interesting that McCann's coming back. Um, that's a bit of a lie, to be fair. I'm, I'm not too fussed. I want to get through just because I know it'd be good for the club and um, allegedly in the position that we're in financially. So I think it'd be good. Um, to get a few quid in the bank. but um, And again, a tie. You go back to Aston Villa when we played them. Um, Chelsea, obviously Man City. It's good to get that and you want a bit of exposure on how we play football. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think we'll get through them though because <clears throat> they've been quite poor so far, haven't they? They have. I mean, they've improved. They have improved over the last couple of months, certainly compared to how he started the season. But um, this is one, I mean, if you were still on comm, Sam, this this is one that writes itself, isn't it, in terms of pre-match previews and those sound bites leading into a game like this? Yeah, it's an easy week for preparation for commentary when you've got Steve <laughs> Evans away and then you've got Grant McCann, Grant McCann at home. Um, I mean, Grant's been back a number of times now, hasn't he, in, in various different guises. So it sort of maybe loses a bit of its edge in that regard, um, yeah, they haven't had a great start to the season picked up and have dropped off again. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a patch really on Tuesday night's game, is it, in terms of sort of attendance, what's riding on it? Uh, yes, there's a sort of place in the third round and and that is that is always important. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Darren's team selection come Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does he... Does he I'm, I, he's not going to do what he does for the Football League trophy, obviously, but it'll be interesting to see 
how many of his first team he keeps um, and how many he he sort of rotates out because uh, we've got some big games coming up. Obviously, we do. So it's Oxford, isn't it? Yeah, Oxford. After. Yeah, Oxford the week after at home as well. So you, you're quite right with that that squad rotation. Do you think he'll? Do you think that would factor into his decision making for the squad against Donny? Do, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to probably disagree with everything I've just said because we don't have a Tuesday night game, do we? <laughs> no, we so he's probably got. You know, if we had a Tuesday night game, it might be a different conversation and decision. Yeah. This is a big one, though, Jared. So the, the next three are big. I mean, well, I mean, Doncaster's subjective, maybe, but Stevenage away. So Stevenage are fourth, then the cup game, and then Oxford at home, who are third. Now, their form has stuttered a little bit, but there's no doubt they're still one of the big three in this league at the moment. Um, how do you see Oxford at home? Because it's one thing going away to Stevenage and thinking, OK, point's good. But do you set for a point at home against a team like Oxford? No, I think you need to keep your home form up, don't you? If you want to certainly, if you want to get automatic promotion, um, it's got to be the so-called fortress. And the thing it has been so far, and, we, and what you find is a lot of the away fans um, on social media and on obviously the YouTube vlogs, they don't want to be coming to Peterborough. They don't want to play there. They know we're a good team. You often see a lot of the comments after saying it's the best team they've seen. Um, shouldn't be at this level, things like that. So, and um, we need to capitalise on that. So for me, Oxford, you've all your home games, you've got to be looking at three points. And obviously it doesn't work that way. But um, yeah, for me, we've got to keep that run going at home. So predictions then, Stevenage, Oxford, let's do the league first. How many points out of six, Jared, from those two? I think we'll get four. Sam? I think we'll get six. Okay, and presumably into the pot for round three? Replay. A replay, do you think? We don't need that. No, I'm just trying to balance my optimistic <laughs> six points. Just give me a bit of wiggle room. What, what, you need to do yours as well, Tim. Um, there's no doubt about this. Evans will be up for this and he will make sure his players are up for this. It's a tough place to go and stamp our style of football on them. Um, I almost think it's easier if you're the tight, compact team. Uh, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited for it. But yeah, I think a draw at Stevenage, I think we'll beat Doncaster. I don't think we'll take them to a replay. And then I think we'll beat Oxford. And at that point, we'll be on the, depending on other results, obviously, we'll be we'll be staring down the automatics. So we'll come into to December, which is always a challenging month, should we say, for the club, um, in positive optimistic form but uh yeah i don't know we'll see uh jared you presumably you, you think we'll turn doncaster over i think that's what you, you said no i just comment on the two league games i then i worry a little bit um like sam we we always get a bit of a dud result if you know when it comes to a cup if, we, if we've got league games around it so um yeah no i think we'll just scrape through though i'll say one nil I'm going to make another prediction, and this is just coming out of nowhere. I think we'll beat Doncaster, and I'm I'm getting on record now. Bearing in mind that the odds of this are very slim, I think we'll draw Liverpool in round three away at Anfield. I'm just putting it out there now, and if that comes to fruition, I promise I'm in no way responsible or involved in the FA. That's just just my prediction. I think Darrow will get his his dream fixture this year. I'm just hitting. Yeah. I'm going to refer back to the WhatsApp group again that I referenced earlier on the pod. <laughs> I'm fairly sure you predict Liverpool every single cup tie. So if yeah, you keep doing that, one I get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing my best to get Dara his uh, his dream tie. Oh, and actually that reminds me, lovely segue. Thanks. Um, the football league, uh, the football league podcast awards, or the football podcast awards came out. Uh, 
what in the period of time since we've been recording. Uh, we need to give Dara and his team a huge congratulations. They won uh, an award in the uh, Football Podcast Awards. So well done uh, to Dara and his team for uh, yeah for winning their award for the Hard uh, <coughs> Truth Podcast. Um, congratulations. And also, uh, just putting this out there to the fan base, the reason for the name change for the Proud to be Posh podcast from the Yellow Block is you may have noticed, if you are eagle-eyed, that the Yellow Block at London Road Stadium has been covered uh, by tarpaulin, which says Proud to be Posh. Now, Sam, it is the exact size of the Yellow Block. Uh, and, I mean, are we reading too much into this? Coincidence, right, surely? It is the exact same. I mean, I think there are about two yellow seats that you can see poking through, but otherwise it's almost an exact fit. Um, and I say no more. It's a bit of a come down, isn't it? I remember talking to um, Jason Neal about the new stadium. And he said, I, you know, I've actually spoke to the committee about getting a yellow block within the new stadium. And now they're covering the old yellow block up with a shitty flag. Unbelievable, but expected. Covering it up and making sure that there's a, a name there. So, yeah, or we could, I mean, if there's a couple of seats still showing, we could be like the Yellow Seats podcast, it's plural. So, I don't know how many seats you need for a block. So, I don't know if we can still call ourselves the Yellow Block. But, uh, yeah, so that's where we're proud to be posh. The Yellow Row. The Yellow, the yellow yeah, Row. Doesn't really work, does it? Could work. No. Uh, the Yellow Seats. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Yellow Block. Yeah. <laughs> the tarpaulin covered seating area. <laughs> rolls off the tongue um updated prediction league table for you all uh now it's been, been a long time since we've recorded last so this hasn't uh, really changed if i'm honest in that time uh, squadron leader jetwash remains out far out front uh on 15 points and then kyle irvin david dillaway dell josh mackey seamus walker milan emerald posh dan and myself make up the top 10 Breaking it down to the yellow block leaderboard, myself and Dan are tied at the top with six points. Sam is in third with four. Jared is in fourth with one point. And Nathan, as it stands, is in fifth with zero points. We need to think of a forfeit for whoever comes bottom of this table, which currently is Nathan, as it stands. Any ideas what we could do? No. Should we come back to that on the next pod? <laughs> Mull it over and decide what we what we need Nathan to do if he unless he starts um, finding some predictions in place. I don't know. Um, let's get those score predictions in then. So we've already talked about how we think this is going to play out. Score prediction for Stevenage, Mr. Edwards. I am going to go two one posh. Jared. One one. Doncaster Sam. One one. Jared. One nil. Posh. Oxford at home, Sam. I think we'll turn them over 3 0. Ooh, that would be a statement, Jared. 3 1. 3 1. Okay, for me, it's Stevenage 0, Peterborough United 0, uh, Peterborough United 4, Doncaster Rovers 0, um, Peterborough United 2, Oxford United 0. There's my predictions for you, producer Danny. Uh, while we're on the admin, we need to do a, a Tony Award winner. <laughs> Now, it says here for October, that's how long it's been since we recorded. But seeing as we're on like the 26th of the month, I know we've still got Stevenage to play. I feel like this should be a joint October and November award. Uh, so nominations, please, for the Ivan Tony Player of the Month award for both October and November. Jared. And the obvious one, Mason Clark. Oh, I would say it's obvious. I feel like you could pick anyone in that starting 11. Uh, but what's your justification for EMC? 
I just think he's well. We said at the start of the season that he's not. We've not seen his top game, have we? But now in recent weeks, certainly since we've been away, um, yeah, he's he's coming to the boil, isn't he? Yeah, I'm Mason Clark though, Jared. Do you think that Fergie pulled an absolute masterstroke taking the captaincy off him? No, no, no. I think all that's um, over-egged, if you like. I think I don't think it, it plays on them that much. It's a Sinan band, isn't it? He, the vocal ones in the change room is always going to be the vocal ones. And Kyoso, it probably was an option. But again, do you want to put a lone player as a captain uh, at the start of the season? No, and he's obviously come into that role really well, and I love the man. And uh, one of my issues and worries is whether Rotherham can recall him. Um, so I am up for making him somewhere if needed. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Sam, uh, your nominations for the last two months? Well, I was going to say the same, but for variety, I'll go for someone else who's been in good goal scoring and assist form and go for Pocky. Really? See, this is, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, they're both having great seasons, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I'm missing out on that wing play. There wouldn't be the first names that, that jump to my mind, which is going to create a little bit of an issue for us because we're going to have a bit of a dead rubber here. Um, for me, it's, it's Collins at the moment. I feel like this run of form that we're on is 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 down, well, just down to him, but I feel like he's a key component of that. Uh, so, producer Danny, we're going to have to pop this out to the listening public as a three-way tie between Poku, EMC and um, Collins for a two-month award of the, the Ivan Tony Award, if you can, please. Uh, stay tuned for those results. Um, good. So... That's us all caught up, I think, lads. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about whilst I have you? Don't think, Don't so. think so. I feel like we, we've uh, well, obviously we've we've got loads more we could have gone through, but um, you know when you when you're off this long, you don't want to bore everyone, do you? No, it's like just like getting back on it, isn't it? Scoring an open goal is all we need. Just tick off the basics. That was good. It's nice to be back. <laughs> tick off the basics indeed well thanks for listening we'll see you again in another three months uh, in the meantime don't forget to subscribe rate and review and follow us on the socials oh and check out our website www.yellowblock.co.uk until next time up the this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans Hello, the Yellow Block. This isn't Emerald Posh, but Emerald Posh knows who this is. If humans can't see air, can fishes see water? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 